0: You're listening to episode 115 of the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we talk about how the hell we're supposed to make friends as grown-ass adults. Welcome to the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we explore how to use the science of psychology, Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and compassion, and the game-changing work of self-coaching so you can free your mind and free your life. I'm your host, Anna Verzoni. How's it going, my friends? I'm in a remote part of the world again. Last time I recorded using my uh, phone headphones was on a beach in Hawaii. This time, I'm in the wrangell saint Elias Range of Alaska. I can't even describe to you how epic this view is. I'm looking at the staircase icefalls, and they're the tallest icefall outside of the Himalayas second highest ice fall in the world. It's amazing. I also can't smile. I know you can't tell, but I can't like fully smile because my lips are cracked after three days on the Golcana River, which we rafted right before this trip. I haven't been in so much sun in Alaska for like a really long time. So I totally spaced the lip SPF. Totally paying for it right now, but they are very full and Angelina Jolie-esque, let me just say. Anyway, there are a lot of friends that I see here just once a year because we come here once a year. And man, we have an epic time together in the mountains. I just heard Martha Scanlon play a private solo concert in the mountains, just her and her guitar. And I ran into so many people in this small town. And I wish I had the time to have more moments with them. And it got me thinking about how hard it is to maintain friendships, let alone make new friends. But This is a really important topic that I think we need to discuss more because it comes up a lot for my clients too. I've noticed that there comes a point where someone's been in a coaching program of mine, for example, and they inevitably get to a point where they feel lonely. And it feels to them in that moment like they've slid backwards almost because they've been experiencing all this growth and then they hit this kind of loneliness period. And this is a familiar spot. I've found that personally, with each phase of growth in my life, I've shed a few or many friends. And before I make new ones, there's a kind of slack tide, like a period of loneliness, of wondering if I'll be lonely forever and if the growth was worth losing my friendships. Like, when I started meditating more than I drank, I found that there were certain friends I could be with whether we were parting or not and others I discovered were not so interesting outside of a bar or felt that I wasn't so interesting outside of a bar. So we were no longer a good match. As I started to do my own work while stepping out of my own victim mentality and wanting to feel more empowered in my life, I found it more difficult to be around friends with whom I bonded with through complaining. You know that, right? You have that, like you have the friends, it's like you show up and was like, oh my gosh. But I didn't want to spend an afternoon bantering about what sucked in our lives, right? And I think some friends took it personally and we drifted apart. Others, they wanted to shift that too. So we worked on it together. And when I realized there were some people in my life who did care about me genuinely, but whom when I was with them, I'd leave like feeling worse about myself. I had to let them go too. And over time, those spaces would get filled with new friends who were looking for the same things I was, like freedom, inner and outer, growth, spiritual depth. But it felt like it took a long ass time and still sometimes does. Add to that, moving to different states, living a semi-nomadic life without consistent presence anywhere, and a pandemic. So I feel the loneliness too. And you know, for years, the Surgeon General's been warning that America's in the midst of a loneliness epidemic, right? And that was there before the pandemic, which didn't help, right? And surveys show that Many Americans lost friends after the two years of shutdowns and restrictions, and older Americans were like losing touch with friends, which makes sense, right? Because maybe they had less connections via social media or Zoom calls and whatnot. And some see this as a potentially positive change, like you're Marie condoing your friendships. There she is again. I think I even brought her up again, like in, in an analogy in, in my uh, last episode. But anyway, like having fewer but more meaningful friendships. But for many people, it's been really lonely. And before the pandemic, this epidemic of loneliness was already there and showing up on my coaching calls with clients. So here we are with various reasons for having fewer friends, outgrowing them, drifting apart, a pandemic, increasingly busy lives. And we've got a bunch of people now on the planet who are no longer in college and are wanting to make friends. And we're like, how the fuck do we do that again? And there was a global study commissioned by Snapchat in 2019 called the Friendship Report. And it showed that the average age we meet our best friends is 21. And, you know, at that time frame, we're not only bonding over these totally Formative new experiences like, oh, like for me, my first skinny dipping, my first naked drum circle on the beach. Yes, I went to UC Santa Cruz. It was heaven. (laughs) Or maybe for some, it was like their first love or first heartbreak. But also later in life, we're growing more discerning about whom we befriend, right? And let's not forget that we had a hell of a lot more time as a young adult, too. They've said the average American spends just 41 minutes a day socializing, but making a casual friend is estimated to take 50 hours and close friendships, 200 hours. And that's a lot of hours for busy people. And it makes sense to me now that while I was, when I was a climbing guide, I'd formed these really close friendships with someone I'd worked an expedition with just over three or four weeks than someone I saw at a clinic job every day because it was like an immersion and an amazing experience with so much quality time together. And as a young adult, it often feels like we don't even have to think about how to make friends, right? Because the life stage itself offers us so many opportunities. We've got like college and dorms, parties, events, or if you didn't do the college thing, new jobs or traveling. But When we jump ahead a decade or more, like life's a bit more complicated, right? People are immersed in work, focused on building their careers. A lot of people choose to start a family. Grown-ass adults, we have work schedules and some adults take on caregiver roles for their parents like I did or have to work around children's schools or sports schedules. So a social life gets challenging to fit in right? A Gallup poll showed that 16% of American adults have just one or two friends and 2% admitted to having none at all. So if you feel like you're struggling on the friend front, you're not crazy and you're not alone. But listen, the challenge and the reason isn't that you're uncool or awkward because I know we often feel that way, right? It's like, oh, I don't have as many friends because there's something wrong with me. But it's more that as we get older, the essential ingredients of cultivating a friendship are fewer and far between. Sociologists have said that for us to make friends naturally, we have to have continuous unplanned interactions and shared vulnerability. And I've recognized that as a fairly mobile person, I do miss out on spontaneous dinner parties and random times when friends might swing by or try to give me a call. And the friends that have stuck with me over the years haven't needed that kind of interaction. But for many of them, we also had a foundation of that interaction at the start of our friendship. Back in the early years, (laughs) like random bike rides to the Marin Headlands or running into each other on a run or hike, right? Okay, so y'all might already get that it's hard to make friends later in life. So, what do we do about it? And I hate to break it to you all who want shit to happen spontaneously, but the key is instead of relying on chance, we need to take some initiative and maybe even (gasps) plan. I remember having a meeting with a teacher on a meditation retreat and I like got to the point where I was crying as I spoke about how I missed the large Dharma communities I had in California. I'd lived on a Buddhist retreat center, Vajrapani Institute. I'd been very active in other Dharma communities and joined so many in-person retreats and events. And in Alaska, it was so much harder To find a thriving, robust community like that. And my teacher looked at me. She looked at me really compassionately. Like my eyes were like wet and swollen. And she's like, It seems like you're very lonely. And it kind of took me by surprise. And at first, I was kind of like insulted, like me, lonely? What? But then I was like, I have friends. But then when I sat with it, I thought, Wow, yes, I am lonely. I longed for deep spiritual conversations, practicing within a community, having truly intimate friendships that were deep and meaningful. And it was then that I realized if I wanted that, I had to create it. In California, it was a lot easier. And during the age that I had discovered those communities, it was also a lot easier to engage in all the things, right? But now if I wanted it where I wanted it, I had to create it myself. So realizing this, I started a Kalyanamita group. It's just a uh, Kalyanamita group is like a small community of spiritual friends. And we meditated together online. I hosted monthly in-person day-long retreats out at the yurt until COVID hit. <laughs> and I invited everyone I knew and even people I hadn't really hung out with much. And guess what? People showed up. And I met new people, too. And I also deepened friendships I already had. Some people came that I knew and I didn't even know had a meditation practice. It was like we're all coming out of the closets as meditators or something. And I started being more proactive about joining the meditation groups that were more established, albeit small, like the local Zen Center. And I started a meetup group for women who wanted to have more freedom, adventure, and purpose in their lives. I had to stop that because of like a stalker that joined. But that's another episode. I also had to get really awkward and put myself out there. One of the biggest reasons why people have a hard time making friends later in life is because of the stigma attached to putting yourself out there after a certain age, right? Like, I'm going to look like a dork being like, will you be my friend? But really, what we're asking is, I want connection. How about you? But yeah, don't use those words because that would be awkward. (laughs) But instead of indulging those thoughts, That are telling us that trying to meet new people makes us seem lonely or sad, we can remind ourselves that millions, if not billions of people are looking for the same thing. And often they'd be stoked to find someone like you to spend time with. I once asked my yoga teacher to hang out with me and was like ready for her to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so busy. I was pleasantly shocked when she said yes. Because I was like, for sure, she's got like a production mill of potential awesome friends with this yoga studio. And I think she did. And not a lot of people going out of their way to initiate a friendship. So if you're wanting to create new friendships for any reason, outgrowing old ones, fading apart, moving to a new area, consider taking it upon yourself to create situations where you'll meet new people and plan for it. Like you can organize regularly scheduled group activities like a weekend hike or a dinner club or a stitch and bitch group, remember those? A mita group, a book club, singing circle. I have a friend who's really good at scheduling those. And at first I was like, wait, I don't get it. What do we do? It was awesome. I learned so many cool songs and it was really fun to sing with people. And it's also key to get over our initial shyness and actually ask For new people's contact info. This might make you feel awkward as fuck or vulnerable, but there's data that shows these conversations are likely to go much better than we think because we all have this tendency to think we're more likely to be rejected than we actually are. And if someone does say no, we also don't need to take it personally either, right? Have a listen to the podcast episodes on how to not care what other people think and how to let people be wrong about you. Those will totally help here. We'll link to them in the resources. Look, friendships aren't just nice. They are essential. Humans are social creatures. We don't need tons of friends, but we do need connection to friends. So while all this talk might make you want to puke, it's definitely worth doing something uncomfortable here. It won't happen effortlessly like it did when you were seven or 17, But with some planning and courage, it's more than possible. And your mental and physical health will benefit. And they need it. We know that friendships improve mood, decrease stress, and loneliness can be as bad for your body and your health as smoking a pack a day. Crazy, right? Friends also help us stay resilient, open-minded. They even help us be smarter as we age. But I get it. The reality is making friends at 30, 40, or 50 or later is like more like dating than we maybe want to admit because it's not just about chemistry and common interests, but also do you have a shared vision of what your new relationship will look like? Like some people want me to be available for spontaneous meetups for coffee or long walks after work or long conversations on the phone. And some people are like, why don't you ever answer your phone? And while I can sometimes pull off those moments of connection, it's not a part of what I'm available for most of the time. So I have to be very clear about that. And I often have to plan to be with friends like, hey, I'm totally there for you if you're having an epic, but I'm often not available for just like regular daily catch ups on what was annoying in your day or to talk about a new series you've been watching. And some people aren't into that. And that's okay. Okay. So a big part of the challenge is finding people who have the same vision as you. Then there's a need for also a connection and someone who sees making friends as a priority, like as important as our partner or careers who wants to invest in it, right? I remember having to be very intentional about this is my time to spend with friends or being social and not just working, or dealing with family stuff, right? Now, one of the most important ways to meet people is just to get out of the freaking house and do cool stuff. Like, doing it alone can actually be really interesting too. And people are often intrigued by a confident woman sitting at a restaurant, sipping wine by herself, reading a book, or a solo woman traveler setting up camp in Joshua Tree, right? There's also cool nomadic communities like the Noma Collective, adventurous people wanting a life of freedom who want to travel to cool places and work from there. I have some clients who've checked that out. One's heading to Belize in September. We can't put our lives on hold until we have a squad of friends to do cool shit with. We need to get out there and keep doing cool shit, new experiences and new places with new people to make friends. And one of the coolest things is we get to pick where we meet new friends. And I highly recommend settings where you are likely to find your people. Our friends matter. Our success, personally and professionally, and personal growth-wise, right, can almost be predicted by the five people we spend the most time with. So be discerning. Maybe for you, that means you're going on more yoga retreats or taking a new yoga class or signing up for a workshop. Maybe it's joining a meetup group of people with similar interests, or maybe, like I said earlier, you start your own group to attract people of similar interests. Maybe you go to the climbing gym. Ultimately, while making friends later in life can be challenging and awkward as fuck, it can also be a gift. A new friendship allows us to show up without the stories that older friends have imposed on us, right? Oh, like, oh, you're like the party person, Like you're the one who gets drunk and like cracks everybody up or like, oh, you're the one who's so shy, right? The boxes older friends have put us in. We can show up more authentically than we might have in previous friendships and also show up with the characteristics we've cultivated and are more present in our current life. We can take different risks and fly our freak flag. We can meet new friends that help us grow in new ways. So the bad news is making new friends is totally awkward later in life, but the good news is that it's possible. Making new friends requires the same thing that most worthwhile things in life do: taking risks, being uncomfortable, letting go of what other people think of us, and cultivating the belief that we are a hundred percent worthy and lovable as we are already perfectly imperfect. We don't need someone to agree to give us their number or hang out with us in order to prove that we're worthy or lovable, yeah? So head out there and do cool shit so you can meet fun people. Don't wait to meet the cool people first. You are That person, reach out to people, be vulnerable, connect and reach out, even if it makes you want to puke. If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know that that feeling where you want to puke is a good sign that you're onto something awesome. And one thing that I've recommended to clients is to do one adventurous thing a day. And this is good for you for so many reasons. Check out the episode on uh, why adventure is essential to our evolution. But this doesn't mean to go out and climb something new every day or something. I mean, try something new every day, a new restaurant, a new meetup group, a new hobby, a new trail to hike, things that will get you out there, out of the house and doing stuff, right? And this is with the intention of meeting people with similar interests, right? But also that you're out there not waiting for people to make your life interesting. You're out there living an adventurous life, right? So it's important to remember that we might think it's the absence of friends that has us feeling lonely. But really, you can have lots of friends and feel lonely. And you can have a few friends and feel true, deep connection. And yes, you can even be alone and feel content and connected especially in nature, I've found. It really is possible. So what are the new friends like that you want to meet? What characteristics do they have? Adventurous? Freedom seekers? Spiritual? Where do they hang out? Go there and keep doing what you love alone. It's one of the best ways that I've met people. My first trip to Nepal was alone. I was so anxious y'all. I spent most of the day in my room when I first arrived. But over time, I was like the like puppy that was like slowly sneaking out like of the their little corner, but I started to journal at cafes and strike up conversations with other travelers that were sitting ne- near me, right? And I made some great friends that I even met up with later back in the states. So is there something you've been putting off doing until you have someone to do it with? Do it. And while you're doing it, stretch a little and reach out. We are all longing for connection and friendship. And as Ram Dass said, we are all walking each other home. Thanks for listening, everyone. And hey, there is one spot left on the Adventure Mastermind. Our first retreat is in September in Alaska. Come and apply, even if you're remotely interested. AdventureMastermind.com. There are some amazing people. If you can imagine, you sign up for this. It's a great place to meet new people, to participate on this journey with other like-minded folks. So please head over there, apply. We'll chat about it and see if it's right for you. Like totally no risk just to apply and talk about it. Because if you're even wondering about it, there's something in you. Just applying will help you get clear too. All right, adventuremastermind.com. If you like what you heard, please spread the love and share it. And if you know you need some help with this and want to learn more, about how to free your mind and free your life. Go to rebelbuddhist.com and grab my free Rebel Buddhist Toolkit, where you'll receive a video training on cultivating resilience, access to the private Rebel Buddhist group where I do weekly live sessions on topics just like this, and a copy of the gorgeous Rebel Buddhist Manifesto, and more for free. That's rebelbuddhist.com.